Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of The Real Film Show, which um, is kind of what we're calling it, until we maybe think of a better name. Okay. Uh, I'm your host Rob, I'm joined by my wife. Harriet. You did it again. Oh, I don't, how are you supposed to just say your name without it sounding like you're saying it for an answering machine? I don't know, maybe I should say your name and then you yeah, should say Yeah, I think hello. you should just say my name and then... Next time, we'll do that. Um, let's get right into it and talk about some weird film news. Okay. Not as weird as last week, because that was... Um, Full of cannibals and, and weird stuff like that. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but it's been announced that Kenneth Branagh is going to play Boris Johnson in a film about the UK government's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. He um, has too much gravitas. Too much gravitas. Too good-looking, too likeable. Too competent. Too competent, yeah. Too charismatic. Yeah. Just too I mean, everything. Matt Lucas did an incredible job on that opening of uh, Bake Off. When he did an yeah, but it's like a caricature. Yeah, because Boris Johnson is a caricature. Exactly, of Eton. exactly. You can only do a caricature of Boris Johnson because there is no toned down version of him. It's very weird, and it's um, it's going to be directed by um, Michael Winterbottom, who did The Trip. And The Trip's one of my favorite ever TV series, and he has like a really like naturalistic way of directing. Like he just kind of lets stuff happen. Like he did the Wolf Alice film. Where oh, he basically yeah. filmed, he filmed. So the Wolf House film's called On the Road. Is it On the Road? And it's like, so there's like a main story by two actors, but then they just take place in areas where Wolf Alice are doing their tour. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird, really interesting way of like shooting a film in a real environment, but with two actors inside a real environment. And it's the same with the trip, I think, where it's, yeah. it's Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon who are playing accentuated versions of themselves, but. But there's a lot of truth to them. And there's a lot of truth. Like, it's all, like, Steve Coogan's has said, like, Partridge is the worst bits of him. <laughs> and he's oh. really... Yeah, well, that's what he said. He's like, self-aware, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what this is like. It seems kind of... Yeah, I'm... Interesting. It's, it's kind of a weird thing for him and Branagh to do, I think, but... Yeah. We'll see. I'm keen for it. I liked. Did he do the one? Uh, Greed. Greed. Yeah, he did that as well. That was very. That was very topical. That was very. That, that felt was about like an Adam McKay man. film. Yeah, it's about the top man boss, isn't it? Like a sort of Philip Green. Yeah. A very, very thinly veiled, because <laughs> he had a, um, a Greek themed fiftieth birthday as yeah. well, or something like that. Yeah, it's not. It's not subtle. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of feel it's going to be on the same. Same sort of way. Thing as that, but. Because um... that was very good. We saw that in the cinema and. It was very good, but also excruciating to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some bits where I was like, oh my god, this is awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested to see what it's... And like, oh yeah, Kenneth Branagh just seems like a weird choice. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, is it supposed to be a comedy role? I don't know. There's nothing really... I assume it's going to be like a... Along the lines of greed, big short But then I, d- of... I don't imagine... I can't imagine Boris Johnson in a, in a straight setting... Like in that, a yeah, exactly. in a drama, he just doesn't exist in the dramatic world. More time to die, more like again. Uh, James, even, even even more, more time. time to die. It's been delayed for like the tenth time till October. Why do they bother announcing that it's going to come out? They should just do a surprise drop because everyone's going to want to see it. I think everyone kind of thought it'd be all right by summer. Maybe I don't know. They should yeah. maybe have done it with Tenet. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that was actually quite good. I'm quite excited for that. Um, but yeah, as soon as I, everything's delayed, I'm like, yeah, well, of course it is. Because um, I'm not expecting to see anything anytime soon, to be honest. Unless it just comes to streaming, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to see it for a while. That's fine. Just bring it to streaming, or just don't get me excited about anything. Yeah, stop releasing trailers, stop announcing dates, just forget about it until it's ready to go. 
Um, Game of Thrones got a new prequel series coming. Based I on cannot believe that this is the name of it though. Dunk and Egg. Oh, it's um, well, it's a series of books. Dunk and Egg. Well, the thing is based on Dunk and Egg, so Dunk is a um, like a false knight, I think. So I've read the. It's like based on. There's a series of three books that George R. R. Martin wrote, and they're like prequel books set like a hundred years before Game of Thrones. Oh right, okay. So Egg is Aegon Targaryen, who later becomes king. Oh, and okay. he goes by Egg because he's like in disguise. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's sense. all about, um, yeah, he goes to be the squire of this knight called Sir Duncan the Tall. Okay. Um, but he's like quite a low level knight, so it's, it's like their adventures together. It's really good. It's a really good, nice really little fun. book. It's really fun. Do you reckon it's going to be lighter? Uh, it is quite light, yeah. But a lot of it is like him being obviously the hidden yeah. heir to the throne. I think he's like be... it's weird because I think he's like fourth in line to the throne or something like that, and ends up being king. It's called like. Um, Aegon the Unlikely or something like that. But he ends up being king. Um, well, that sounds fun. So is that going to be released on... What was it? What was it on before it HBO? Be HBO? I assume. But I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think that sounds quite good. And it's quite nice. It'd be quite easy for them to shoot it without it being massive scale like Game of Thrones. Yeah. As far as I remember, it feels quite... It's quite low scale. But yeah, that'd be nice. I'm into that. I'm into that. Um... Some Marvel news, obviously, because every day is Marvel Day. Uh, Moon Knight, the TV series, comes to Disney Plus. Um, Oscar Isaac's playing Moon Knight, which I knew was rumor for ages. Was that? Con- I can't remember that being confirmed. I don't know because I don't know what any of these things are. Moon, Moon Knight's Knight. kind of like Marvel's Batman, essentially. Oh, He's quite similar. Okay, okay. I don't know. I've never read any Moon Knight. I don't know much about him. But Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight, so I'm. Cool. Obviously, really I mean, excited for that. Anything that he's in, um, but I'll it's watch. but it's recently been announced that Ethan Hawke's going to play the villain. Ooh, which is Ethan really Hawk. good. Like they're getting so many good people in Marvel now. He's Oscar he's Isaac. Good, man. I love Oscar Isaac. I know you do. Almost as much as I love Ryan Gosling. I'm going to get Maybe you more. for your next birthday. I will get you a little thing of Oscar Isaac. I think I love well. them the same amount, actually. Oh, imagine the two of them in a film together. That'd be amazing. Oh. Someone make it happen. Um, but more casting news. Matt Damon is going to be in Law. Uh, Law? Thor. In, in Law. Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, is he reprising his role from... Uh... This is what I was going to say, from Ragnarok, <laughs> yeah, as like the fake Loki. That would be so funny. I would genuinely love it if he's just this like, um, Asgardian just actor. Just bumbling just, Asgardian. Just... Oh my God, that would be so good. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Like, I hope it is. I really... I, I can imagine, like, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, he's been recast as someone else. But yeah, as it's but, Taika Waititi, yeah. I'm like, he's probably given this... Definitely. <laughs> oh my God, that's weird so cool. impersonator a, I'm so excited for Lord, Thor, Love, Thor, Love and Thunder. Christian Bale. Christian Bale's going to be in it. He's the bad guy. He's oh, uh, okay. the God Butcher. Why do I just not keep any of these things in my head? It's because they're know. so far in advance. I'm like, oh, I'm going to forget that by the time. It's I'm Christian just not going to pay attention. It must be good if Christian Bale's been like, yeah, I'll do that. Has he not ever done anything bad? Not really. What's he doesn't he do done? like comic book stuff. He did Batman, obviously, but that was Nolan's Batman. Yeah, so it yeah, wasn't yeah, really Batman. Nolan. It was... I'm keen for that. Yeah, some good news there. When you when you had this written down, because I can see your little news thing. It says pandemic film, and I thought you were going to talk about all of the films about the pandemic, like the um, future films. Like there's one with KJ Apparin, who is the guy in um, oh, what's that Netflix thingy? Uh, Archie, the Archie comics Netflix oh, thing. Oh, Riverdale. Yeah, so he's he plays Archie in that, and he was also in The Hate You Give. Um, and he plays this guy and it's set in like 2024 in America and like lockdowns continued and everybody has to 
isolate. Why would anyone watch this? Why would anyone watch this? I saw the. I also, saw the 2024. If you shoot people when they come at home, it's too late. You should have done yeah. that right at the start if you were going to do that. And we'd all <laughs> be fine by now. I saw the trailer and was just like, "Is there a market for this? Nobody wants to see this. Everybody wants like happy escapism right now. Everyone wants Bridgerton. They don't want fucking." Speaking of, that's been renewed, hasn't it? Oh yeah, I'm so excited. Great. Um, I really enjoyed that. There's that lockdown film as well, where it's like Anne Hathaway and. Uh, is it Idris Elba yes, on that, Zoom? It's that like... does look good. That no, that's um they've. It's about them, and they're in a relationship, and they break up just as they go into lockdown. Um... Their marriage breaks down just as they go into lockdown. So it's about them like living in a house together and really not wanting to be there. So that actually does look quite. That's fun. quite interesting, actually. And they're really good actors, so. Yeah, I'm just like, well, no one wants to. But then, no yeah, one's more. I don't really just, want any more. It's not like an interesting take. I was like, yeah, everyone's experiencing this. Yeah. We don't need to tell us what the experience is as it's happening. It's there's like maybe be... in like 10 years, be like, remember that? that yeah, was but mad. in 10 years, there's going to be like every single struggling writer that's been furloughed is going to be like, I'm going to write my book now. During, I mean, this is exactly what I've done. I'm going to write my book now. That's that, true. That I've got all this time to do it. And it's all going to be themes around feeling like every day is the same and isolation and not seeing people. There's no such thing as an original thought. Nope. Um, all right, that'll do for news. Um, let's move on to our featured film this week. This was your choice. It was. This is uh, Baby Done, a New Zealand film produced by Taika Waititi. Um, I can't remember. I should have written down who directed and who wrote it. But the it's a husband, husband and wife, wife couple. Yeah. And it's based on their... The, the wife wrote it and the husband directed it. And it's based, based on, on their life. True life experience. Um, Rose Matafeo is the star. And it's also got Neville Longbottom, whose name I have just forgotten. Matthew somebody. I think it's quite a... You know, no shade. A boring name. Matthew Lewis. I mean, that's it. It's fine. It's a it's a white man, white English man name. Yeah. Um. So this is about basically without spoiling it. It's, it's the premise of the film. Yeah. Um. They are a couple who get accidentally pregnant, and she is not ready for the baby, and she wants to do all this cool, like this, like wild stuff, and yeah. she's just basically in denial the whole pregnancy um, <laughs> while he is kind of ready to be a dad and yeah. he's trying to convince her to get ready, get ready for it basically yeah <laughs> it's nice because it starts off with them at like a baby shower and all of her friends have started having kids and stuff and they're like the last ones and they're sort of clinging on to not being parents yet because it does kind of seem like your ho- like your whole world changes obviously and it can, from the outside, seem like a really bad change when you don't see the good side of it. I don't know. Like we are, like I don't know. Like we've been to children's birthday parties before. Yeah. And it's like, why am I here? Well, I mean, you see people, yeah, but it's like, I suppose the ones that we've been, we've been to like two, I think. One was there was only one child there. Yeah. And that was fine. Well, it was nice. It was mm. during pan, the, sort of the so the lull of the pandemic, outside. so we could all sit outside. And the, first, the other one we went to was just a load of kids banging stuff. And it was awful. <laughs> but that was because, we, I mean, we were there to see the parents. Yeah, but you don't get to see the parents. But, it's yeah. just because they're too busy and obviously the kid, making their the kids kid bang stuff. was overstimulated. There's too much going on. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't think you get anything out of that as an adult. No. Unless it's your kid or unless your kid is there. Seeing one kid on its own, it's fine. <laughs> Seeing one kid on its own. Yeah. Or if it's or if your kid is there, <laughs> seeing a group of kids who you, you don't who, know, who, who you don't know, and they're all just yeah. banging stuff is. I'm I'm not really excited fun. to see all my friends' kids all together again. Yeah, because you're kind of invested in that a bit more. Yeah, because they're like my them. extended family, and I love them so much, and 
Some of them have forgotten my face and they used to smile when they saw me and now. But it's not like you can't have like an actual conversation with anyone. Yeah. I think after about 10 minutes, that's like, well, okay, the kids have stopped being cute now. It's like, okay, <laughs> can we do some adult things like talk? Yeah. Or have a drink? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it portrays that really well without being too neggy about it. I mean, less neggy than you've just been, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, to be fair. I mean, yeah, it's nice to see friends and have kids and things. But when your life is in a completely different place, it is quite alienating. You yeah. can feel like I'm completely different in completely different places. Yeah, that's true. And you can understand their perspective, but you can't... Well, because they've got to look after their kid. But you can't relate they to can't it. They can't just leave it somewhere. Not... Yeah, exactly, exactly. I understand both sides. Yeah. No, but you can't, like, relate to it in the same way because we're not in that position. We don't know what it's like. And your whole, like perspective and your priorities and everything change and it's not about like just having fun all the time it's about but then it is also about how like it is it's fun to care for your children because you love them so much well you i don't know probably is it probably is it's like having like a pet in it yeah like your pet's really good for like if it's your pet it's great if it's someone else's pet it's like well i'm i'm kind of bored of this this animal now yeah exactly it's like that, that, the Lee Evans joke about like farts. It's like everyone else's farts are like completely disgusting, but your own are kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think what I really liked about this was the New Zealand kind of take on it because yes. it has. Um, I should have learned her names. I keep doing this. I keep forgetting people's names. The police officer from Hunt for the World of People uh, and yeah, what's her name? I think it's Laura something. Um, so Taika Waititi, yeah, she's always in sort of Taika Waititi films. She's sort of the epitome of that kind of New Zealand sense of humour, like really dry. Yeah, really dry um, and like sarcastic. And... Yeah, the passive aggressive. Yes. I really love that kind of sense of humour, which is like such a big part of this film. Um, there are some. There are so many like lovely little character moment jokes where it's like, you you sort of. You expect to see that kind of joke in like an American Hollywood thing, but then you see the other side of it. You see like the bringing it back down to like actual reality. Yeah. Where like, like Rose Matafeo's character says something, and then the nurse that's in the room is like, "I'm still here. I don't know what you like." They yeah. they sort of draw attention to like the comic effect of of saying like of like jokes, and I think that's really like natural. And all the interactions they have are really natural and. It's just really well written. Yeah, it is really well written. And Rose Matafei is really good. Like, I've never seen her act, I don't think, before. I've seen her on Taskmaster and that's and, and heard her on podcasts and stuff. Yeah. But I I've never actually seen her do anything. That's the first time I've, I'd seen her in anything since Taskmaster. Yeah, I, I think, I'm going to say, I think that's the only thing. I've only seen her as Rose Matafei. Not even having... I've not even seen her do a stand-up routine or anything like that. No, me I've, neither. I've only ever really seen her on that. But and I really like her. she does have a stand-up routine coming this year. Um, horn dog. I read a big article. There's a big article in the Guardian. It's really interesting. Um, like interview with her about like all the things that she's got coming up because she did. She's done a TV show as well that's coming soon, and her um, horn dog uh, stand-up's coming to BBC Three. I think. Was oh, is it? Yeah. So I'll be keen to watch that's that good. as well. She's very funny. She's she's she was really good. Like even like the, I mean obviously she's very funny, but even sort of the more emotional part she was really good at. Yeah. As well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't have much more to say about it, but Just I would recommend go watching watch it. it. It's, it's on Prime, well, it's but you on, do have to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, you can buy it anywhere, really, um, on demand. It's like so, £8. Yeah, but it's not bad. If you consider there's two of you, £4 each, it's fine. 
it's cheaper than a cinema ticket. Yeah, it's a small film. You probably should support small films right now because they're not getting any cinema re- revenue. Obviously, I don't know yeah. whether this would do better on demand though, because people probably at home think eight quid I'll buy that. Rather, you think if you twelve quid for a cinema ticket, two people, you yeah, would you go you, to and it? And if I don't you don't know. know, if you don't know the people, I mean, the main reason we watched it is because it's like it's Rose Matafeo and we've liked her in Taskmaster. Let's yeah. watch it. And Taika Waititi's attached, which I don't know how much involvement he had, but yeah, it obviously like pulls. executive producer. I think it does say a film by Taika Waititi or something does like that, it? so which feels a bit hard. But I mean, obviously I mean, they put it there yeah, to exactly. pull people in because it's Taika. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of that similar sort of sense of humour is in most of his films. Which yeah, I don't know if that's a Taika Waititi thing or if that's just a New Zealand. Zealand yeah, there's like the really indigenous weird. New Zealand accent as well, which is very funny. <laughs> It's something about it's like it's the way he plays like Korg with like that soft kind of like yeah. I think the way he did Korg was like he based him on like New Zealand bouncers or something. Oh where yeah. Whether these big sort of indigenous New Zealand people like they're huge but they have this really soft like ooh, oh that's really kind nice. of like accent. Um, but it's kind of that in as well. I just thought yeah I really enjoyed. It. It's like an hour and a half as well, which yeah. is an ideal runtime for a film. It's it's like it's a nice yeah it's a nice like chilled out funny emotional. I mean, not like too heavy. I still cried, but I cry quite easily. So, yeah, highly recommend. And then, if you do like that, there's also an Australian TV oh, yes. show called The Letdown, which is on Netflix. There's two series, and it's a similar sort of thing, like a a new a new parent kind of coming to terms with the changes that it has on their life. But that's also really funny. The Australian sense of humour seems to be kind of um, it's not exactly the same as the New Zealander one. Um, but it's kind, of like, it's kind of like British sense of humour compared to American. Like, yeah, it's whenever just... I, watch, I think now that I've watched a lot more British comedies, like kind of the classic British comedies and sort of New Zealand, sort of the New Zealand stuff, like the, the more kind of dry, sarcastic sort of not over-sentimental kind of TV shows yeah. or films, like Americans aren't funny. <laughs> like, there's a few things which are funny, but they're kind of... Yeah, they're never sort of. It's a it's a different. They, they kind sort of, of lack the realism that I think a lot of an authenticity of a lot of like English and. I don't necessarily think that that's a failing in American humor. I think it's just that we are not lame. Americans and therefore we have a different sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, like for example, you watch like Friends now, and you think, is anyone actually laughing at this? I know there's people I, laughing I at it, but which, who is where, laughing at this? And where it's are not the funny. jokes? There's no jokes. jokes. People just say things, and it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. People just say things and they... It's like Big Bang Theory. People say things and then, and they, then they wait laugh. for applause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, there's a pause, so that's when people know when to laugh. Yeah. Because they're like... I don't know. Um, but yeah, very good. Highly recommend. Uh, get it watched because you should probably support small films right now. Um, yeah. I'd, it's, it's good. Just 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 watch it. Um, okay, let's move on. Next segment. What's on the box? What have we been watching this week? What's on the box? Um, we've been watching His Dark Materials Season 1, which came out probably like last year, year before maybe. Was it that long ago? Yeah, because series two's out now. I don't think there was that much of a break between one and two. Yeah, but I, I think it's, I think it, well, it's definitely not this year. No, no, this that's year true. is yeah, yeah. fresh. Maybe it's twenty nineteen. Um, we watched like the first couple of these when it came out, and then we stopped. Yeah, I don't know if we stopped because we were in the middle of also watching something else. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we we're like, let's not have two things on at once. Possibly. Um, I don't know why, but this is really good. Like, and people don't really talk about it. <laughs> well, because it's BBC, I guess. Is it made by BBC or is it made by... I mean, it's really high budget. It is, yeah. Like, the cast is incredible. Like, James McAvoy, uh, Daphne Keane is brilliant. Her dad's in her it age. as well. Her dad's in it. That's cool. Um, oh, um, uh, Ruth. Ruth something. 
Mrs. Coulter. Yeah, I mean the cast is re- the good. cast is just really it's like it's it's a really good cast of people you've seen in other British stuff. Yeah. Generally, and then James McAvoy is obviously a massive star, and it's got Moriarty. Yes. Um, from the Sherlock series. His name also escapes me. Yeah, I know his name as well. It was right. in my head before, but it's gone. But he's really good. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's so good. It's so high budget. So well produced and well written. And like I'm. I think I read the books when I was a kid, but I genuinely can't remember anything about them. I'm reading them now, and I'm like halfway through the second one. So the first series kind of it kind of strays into the second one a bit, but doesn't go very far into the second one. It just kind of um, it does re- maybe like the first chapter. Yeah, it restructures it a bit, but it restructures it in a really good way. That yeah, I'm now kind of reading them alongside. I'm like, I can't remember where I learned the information, whether I learned it in the book or in a TV show. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just really good that it gives you value in Either watching way. and reading both um, it's not just like a they've copied it from the page they've actually adapted it really well um, yeah I, I think it's brilliant like I genuinely don't know why people aren't buzzing like why aren't why isn't everyone talking about this <laughs> I don't know well I mean my parents keep um, mentioning it to me so I mean they're buzzing about it that is a sign of a good TV show to be fair if your parents are watching it yeah they watch a good good tv um yeah I, I mean it's on bbc i play if you haven't watched it bloody what it's really it's like it's kind of i mean i know it's like touted as like a children's book i don't really think it is i think it's, it's got a lot of dark themes but it is dark. handled in a way that yeah. is appropriate for children also I think. yeah and but then also is it adults it's fine yeah, yeah like obviously. i think like there are big themes in there that kids would miss yeah um i'd, I'd genuinely had to watch it if you haven't watched it we I'd watched it the like, books the books are great as well We've watched it in like two weeks, something like that, probably the first series. We're gonna, I'm gonna finish the book thing, and then we're gonna watch the second series. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the effects are good. Like, there's bears, there's animals, all CGI, all look great. Performances are fantastic. Like Daphne Keane's so good, and all of the all of the demons look really good as well. And they're sort of like a constant. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Really well shot. Yeah, like it looks really good. Soundtrack's incredible. Um, It's so. It's called What's Her Face from Shameless. Yeah. She's incredible. She plays Mark She was married she's to... Uh, was she the one who's married to James yeah, McAvoy? Yeah, she was married to James McAvoy. Um, I think when they were doing Shameless or just after they'd done Shameless together. Possibly. But, yeah, and uh, Joel Moment from uh, Game of Thrones, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He's good as well. But, yeah, oh, really good. It's really good, like... It's a really good drama. Really good, like, fantasy drama. Yeah. Um, and it works really well for TV as well, I think. Yeah, Much better definitely. than... I, I don't know how you'd fit that into one film. No, I think that's the problem with, with, like, book adaptations, especially when there's, like, more than one book. If you cr- try and cram it all into films or cram it into, like, a couple of films, you just lose so much of the backstory that makes the main story so rich. You lose all of those characters. Like, they didn't have quite a few of the characters in the in the film. Yeah. I think the way it moves, like, because it moves so quickly as well. Like, if you did that in a film, because she meets so many characters like along the way that she yeah. gets like a really good bond with. And if you did like, that in an hour, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't think. It's a journey, like Lord of the Rings. It's like a she's getting from it one is, place yeah. to the next to the next, and if you miss out anything, you're kind of not in the right place. Yeah, watch that BBC iPlayer. Um, One Division episode three. Yeah, just good again on it. Yeah. We're not going to do spoilers, um, but... Stuff happened. Stuff happens. It's ramping up. Last sort of five, ten minutes really ramped up a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next episode. I kind of feel like... Because we've had like two episodes of sitcom sort of stuff. Yeah. And then... Setting up the scene. Stuff is happening now. 
and I am very excited for next Friday. And I love that it's coming out weekly because I've seen a lot of people like on Twitter saying, "Why isn't? Why can't I binge it?" Like, it works really well weekly well, if you don't, because you look forward to it. Leave the want audience wanting it, more. Then, then just wait and watch it when it's all out. Yeah. Or watch it week by week and then binge it all at the end just, just to refresh up. your memory or something. I don't know. How about I just grow up? Um, but yeah, that, that, I thought it was great. I think there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, all right, some some feedback. So you mentioned a film last week that Elizabeth Olsen was in. Um, Matt has said it was called Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Is yes. the film that you were talking about? Yeah, because she goes to this um, cult. It's Elizabeth Olsen's first. I think it was her first film. She goes. She gets like taken in by this cult, and then she arrives home with her sister who's obviously been really worried about her this whole time and she's kind of she's still in the cult mindset you don't really know ever whether she's fully reintegrated or kind of recovered from what she was going through there it's it's so understated and she's so good in it yeah Matt says um, he's never really known of anyone else who's seen it um, which is really good and when he heard she's in the MCU he was really excited because she's so good and she's good um, I should also thank Jay at this point for um, pointing out that I made a little editing uh, goof in the previous episode which has now been fixed so thank you Jay um, Jay's also asked uh, do you care about DCEU or do you think it needs to be rebooted even if that means using the same actors or actresses um, because DC seemed to not want to keep using the DCEU uh, the Batman for example I'm sure you've put Joker in that category as well um, do you care about DCEU not really no I'm not super invested in any of it to be honest I like Man of Steel I like the, the thing about this is like I like everyone they've cast yeah pretty that's much. the um, so it's like I think I think Man of Steel's good I think it's, at the end's a bit too much smashy smashy yeah but um, you can say that about a lot of Marvel films you can to be fair. but I think Marvel kind of ground it a bit better in yeah. the characters rather than just just having yeah. smashy smashy um I think, yeah, I, I, I think it does need to be kind of soft rebooted, and then like obviously with Suicide Squad, they're kind of doing a sequel and a reboot at the same time, so they're keeping uh, Margot Robbie, for example, yeah. as Harley Quinn, and Will Smith's just not there. They've not recast anyone, I don't think. Um, but it's it's kind of a reboot, kind of yeah. a sequel. I guess probably sequel because they've not recast anyone. I don't think. Um, haven't they recast the crocodile man aren't they still doing that no there's a shark guy now oh okay um, <laughs> oh there's a shark there's guy there's a shark guy now that's a fucking um, stupid sentence but yeah I, I I think it does need a soft reboot and I think what they're doing obviously with Flashpoint so they're doing the Flashpoint paradox where the Flash basically goes back in time and um, to try and save his mum and basically cocks up the whole timeline so in the Flashpoint we're getting uh, Ben Affleck's going to be in that Okay. And Michael Keaton's also back for that. Oh, nice. Um, and then, yeah. So it's. But so I guess they, they're gonna. I guess they're using that as like a soft reset. But they they kind of allowed themselves to do that because they had that weird flash moment. In Batman v Superman. Yeah. yeah so I mean, obviously they've been working Flashpoint because Flashpoint's like, I mean, basically comics do this all the time where they, what they do is they just do something like time travel that fucks everything up and they can just restart. And what basically it does is one comics go for so long amount of time they eventually write themselves into holes that they can't write out of and they become so complicated that if you haven't read the five years previously you don't understand what's going on yeah um but also they want to reboot because it's like they get new 
readers in. So it's like if you've watched, so for example, like when the MCU got really big, they relaunched Marvel again, and we're like, okay, if you've loved the MCU films, come and read some comics, and here yeah. we start again at number one. You don't need to read read fifty years of Marvel history to get this. So so comic books do that all the time, and then they kind of tell them as these big events that everyone seems to really pick up on but really they're just ways of them resetting stuff um so they kind of like i think some people really don't like them because it's just a, seems a retcon. like yeah like a retcon and it doesn't really have any effect so i'm kind of curious to see what they're doing with flashpoint and how they're gonna do that um obviously the batman's coming out we don't know if that's going to be i mean i should presume it's a different universe that's not going to play into it at all but i guess you can't really say that because it might but then I don't, I don't necessarily really care if it doesn't relate to it because, like Nolan's Batman films, are just standalone, yeah. and that's fine. I don't, it doesn't have to. Yeah, to I, I, but you would, I would like a DC's version of what Marvel have done, and that'd be really cool. As someone yeah. who's read quite a lot of DC comics, it would be quite nice for them to not fuck it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, once you've I, seen that, it can be done and can be done really well. It is kind of like, but like DC haven't even managed to do like a string of two films that works. Like even like <laughs> Wonder Woman eighty four, and there's no. I'm going to try not to spoil it, but they've introduced stuff in that that then doesn't really work. With the given the fact that yeah. she's been in Batman v Superman and Justice League. Oh yeah. We, and it's just like, do you care? So I don't think they. To, to answer around? your question, Jay, I don't think they care about the DCU. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously you got Joker as well. I, th- I I don't mind it. I think it's fine because even in comics you have different comics are in different continuities yeah. running at the same time as like the main continuity so I don't really care I just want a good films to be honest yeah I mean if we get more to things honest, like Joker yeah, I then think I'm more for that when I heard that the Batman wasn't going to be MCU it wasn't going to be DCEU I was like oh, I'm kind of relieved actually because now you know, the Warner Bros people doesn't seem yeah like it's Matt Reeves really good it sounds like they're going to just let him do what he wants rather than worry about him trying to tie it in which is a yeah, good thing. Maybe that's maybe that was the failing before was too many overarching ideas. Yeah, I, kind of dilute what you're trying up, to do. Yeah, they, it's like they teased everything before they were ready to even show it. Whereas like Kevin Feige, he knows what the next Avengers film is going to be, but he's not going to tell us or set it up yeah. now because it'd be too premature. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't really care about it. Um, I think <laughs> some of the films are fine. Some of them are very bad. Um, I quite like Birds of Prey. Yeah, I really like. I want to watch that again, actually. I quite like the first Wonder Woman. I quite like Man of Steel. Weirdly, I quite like Batman vs Superman, despite the fact a lot of it is bad. Oh yeah, there's that article in the Guardian. A non-ironic article in the Guardian explaining why the Martha moment was so clever. It was the best moment because yeah, um, obviously. A hot take, a hot take. <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, I kind of don't mind. I want it to be good because I like DC, but. Yeah. At the moment, I'd kind of rather they just did this flashpoint and keep the bits that work and get rid of the bits that don't work. Yeah, I think that's quite that's quite a bold thing to do as well. Kill your darlings, even if it's post publication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that'll do for this week. Thank you very much for listening. You can leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. That'd be very helpful. Um, give it a share around if you want. If you've enjoyed it. Um, any feedback you can find us on Twitter or you can pop it in the Discord um, which are all linked below um, next week we'll talk about something else yeah what are we going to watch I don't know we need to watch something we need to find some more films if anyone has any film rec- recommendations they'd like us to talk about we're going to try and focus the kind of new stuff I suppose coming out maybe if occasionally kind of revisit something 
uh, a bit older. But if anyone has any recommendations, um, let us know and uh, we'll probably watch them. Um, thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye.